You are listening to High Value Women, brought to you by the New Feminist Magazine. We are your hosts, Ellie Massiera Fielding, and it's your girl Adam Sarasati Rawlings. Oh, I really liked that that little sass you added to your mm. <laughs> to your intro. I'm feeling the masala today. I can't lie. You're feeling the masala. I have never heard of that mm. phrase, but it's my new favorite. <laughs> just coined it now. Consider it stolen. Stop. You just made that up. Yeah. I love your brain. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's something. So back in the uni days, like I had a Finster. Because like, if you didn't. What's... Wait, no. What's a Finster? It's like a spam Instagram account, like a fake Instagram. Like I would just like oh. post like the stupidest shit on there. Like I, I didn't it... know. I didn't have that. Oh, like I only had like my closest friends on there. But like I had like a series like alter egos. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just sat there like taking the pure piss. It was like. Honestly, it was a symptom of my, like, my third year like mental breakdown. Oh. But one of them, one of these alter egos was Joey Masala. And like my friends loved it so much. Like they just ran with it for ages. Let us know if you want to uh, dive into Adam's Finster alter egos. <laughs> oh if, if I get just one message, we'll do it for an episode. <laughs> Honestly, you want me to do an episode about influencers because that's what I was. <laughs> No, no, hang on. Don't even laugh because, like, legit, Adam was an influencer. How many followers did you have when you were a makeup influencer? Oh, girl, I forget now, but it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot, a lot, because you told me once, and it was like, I was like, oh my god, low key, you were famous. <laughs> oh, I just keep the phrase going. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just feeling so like full of energy today. Like the sun is shining. I've got a nice big glass of water. I'm feeling healthy hydrated it's just it's all going right good for you girl no I love that okay so I, I my brain is a bit like frazzled but I'm just I'm so hyped about the topic of this yes do you I'm want to introduce the topic so girl here for it yeah okay before so... Ellie does though does a little um, PSA everyone strap in because this episode is going to be like me and Ellie and I like our element <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 in fact just be prepared we... <laughs> Oh wait, we haven't done our Femi facts. Oh, what what is my brain this this week? What's going <laughs> well, on? We're really all over the place. Okay, we're all over do the you place. Wanna, so much energy wanna, going on. Do you just want to introduce the topic, say what it is, and then we'll dive into the Femi thought, Femi facts. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. So, in case you haven't already uh, noticed from the episode title this week, we are going to be talking about America's Next Top Model. Um, Want to be on top? <laughs> Stop no. One thing I will say of all the things we're gonna say about this show, the theme song was a bop. Slaps. I am sorry, but it's good. Um, but yeah, we basically were massive America's Next Top Model fans, um, and like as a lot of like young girls were on reflection, we have noticed how problematic Deep, deeply problematic <laughs> show was cursed. so we're gonna cursed. <laughs> yeah so we are gonna dive in and just like talk about why one we were obsessed with it and two why it was just terrible <laughs> just this awful. is actually going to be a tribunal discussing the war crimes of tyra banks on america's next top model and and uh janice dickface oh god yeah i mean like not just them like all the judges, except yeah. for Twiggy. Twiggy was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twiggy was a um, shout out to Twiggy. Sis. Yeah, <laughs> um, she wasn't yeah. there long. Hell no. So yeah, we're gonna talk about everything that was wrong with it, basically. 
<laughs> which was basically all of it. Um, okay, right. Let's do our Femi fact. You go first. What's your Femi fact or Femi thought for the week? Okay, so mine's a Femi thought inspired by a Femi story. Ooh, love it. So story time with Adam. I, over COVID, had to work at a, um, like a petrol station. Like it was basically, it was like a corn shop with just like petrol pumps outside. Um, mm-hmm. Like where I'm, like around where I live, I would just call it the garage. Mm-hmm. And I mostly worked nights and like quite anti-social hours, but you know, it was COVID. It was just like, it is what it is. Didn't particularly love that job, but you know, anyway. And this kind of like story got me started because someone said to me like, oh, you really do have a resting bitch face, don't you? And I was like, oh, so this is like a really misogynistic thing, actually. And I explained it to this person. I was like, this is like, actually, you think about it, it's quite a sexist thing to say. rude as well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, the person was close enough to me where they, like, you know, they felt comfortable to say that. Like, I didn't take offense, but I just explained that that's actually quite a sexist concept because you wouldn't say that about a man. No. And so I'm just there working with my quote unquote resting bitch face and a man that I was serving. And like, you know, I was good at my job. I mean, I wasn't like customer of the month, employee of the month, that's the thing. I wasn't like that or anything like that. But, you know, I was polite, you know, friendly as much as I could be. And I was just scanning this guy's items and he's like, oh, come on, love, give us a smile. And I got that so many times. But the thing is, I was so done that day. I don't know why. But um, honestly, it was probably like the death rows my relationship at the time. Like, shit was not good in life. I literally mm. looked him like dead in the eyes and was like, my really close friend passed away yesterday. <gasps> you did it. You did. You pulled the card. Yeah, Stop. I did. Job. What was the response? He was just like, oh, 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 oh I, I wish I hadn't said anything now. And I was just like, yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hope. Do you know what? I'm so glad you did that because I hope that for the rest of that man's life, he he never. I don't forget this ever... face, this yeah, resting he... bitch face, and he would never say that again to another woman. No, for real, because I just it just I was reminded of it after having that conversation about the whole resting bitch face thing, and I just thought we get asked to smile and be like palatable mm. to men all the time. Smile, dress a certain way, you know. Don't be too loud. Don't be bossy. Don't be this don't don't take up space exactly and you can literally just be manual business doing a job which paid like crap um where i was treated like shit you know i was i was asked like multiple times a day it's like it got really loud and then there was like kids in the shop and sometimes i'd ask like oh can you repeat what you just asked me to a customer and literally Mm -hmm. more than once i was asked like do you have any gcses and like just spoken to you like i was an idiot and i was so they're like i have two degrees what do you have beryl <laughs> yeah, what do you have, Beryl? Honestly, like, what are you bringing to the table? At least I'm working, you know. Yeah, no, this is the funniest thing is that people love to like put down people who work in like customer facing roles. Well, like the whole thing is like, easy. oh, like people who work at McDonald's, right? Yeah, yeah, they ha- they have I've, a job. Like, was- I have worked in fast food. Trust and believe, people could not handle that shit. I did not work at McDonald's. I worked at a Chippy, which was nah, like obviously it stressful. It's fast food is like, honestly, if you've survived like a week in a fast food job, you could climb Everest with like, in like a speedo, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I've been told before that I have a resting sad face. (laughs) Aww. How depressing is that? Like, I'm quite a happy person. Yeah, you are. Like, in, in most 
I, I'm just generally quite happy. Like I like being like good vibes, you know? So yeah. when somebody was like, you have a resting sad face, I was like, that is actually a stab in the heart. Like, I'm, yeah. that makes me sad. I mean, it's but, like, mind your own damn business. Stop commenting what our faces look like. We're just... Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> another way of telling me to just smile. So I really did. Yeah, it really it. is. It was just a backhanded yeah. way of doing that. But like, but... to wrap this out, just mm-hmm. guys... The next time a man, or honestly anyone, but especially a man, asks you to smile when you're man your own business, just remember you don't owe them anything. And just say, you know, look, my guy, like, grandma died yesterday. Or like, <laughs> got some really bad news from the doctor today. Like, mm, I'm taking Taylor Swift and Joe Arwen's breakup real hard right now. And I'm like, just really not appreciated your comments. Because the thing is, you don't or owe just men tell them to fuck anything. Off. Yeah, that too. Be like, look in my eyes. Do you want to get a smile at me? Fuck off. Here's a smile. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to hit us with your girl? Yeah, that was a good one. We don't owe men shit. Thanks, Misty. Um Okay, so mine is another little random one. This is actually kind of, I don't know if it's sad, kind of funny, because at some point you just got to laugh in it. Um, <clears throat> I found out that one in three men think that feminism does more harm than good. And that was that that research was only carried out last year by um, oh, a research great. firm called Ipsos, <laughs> and I just find that so funny how like in twenty twenty two, like or twenty twenty two, well yeah, men, men still be acting like this. Yeah, they still think that feminists are like crazy unhinged. Ew, feminists, Ew, hate Ew. men. Ew. Oh, oh my Blue god, fat girl germs, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, feminazi. Um, maybe stop comparing us to people that literally, you know, killed millions of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, stop. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I, I, there's a lot of like research done on women's takes on it, but there's actually not that yeah. many. Like we know roughly like how men feel about feminism, but we didn't have any really like figures. So I found yeah. that really interesting. <laughs> it's um, interesting to have that like raw data. I mean obviously mm-hmm. I mean I don't know if you know like where this was done, if it was done across countries or in like just the it states was, or here. It was global and it was done by oh, a research firm called Ipsos. I can I can link it on Instagram or oh, something. Yeah. If are interested. Yeah. I think that for a lot of men it's like the thought is, yeah, well women like it's not been great for you guys in the past, but, you know, feminism's, like, putting women above us or whatever. I think there's that misconception still. Yes. Oh, honestly. I'm going to get riled up. Oh, you want to know something funny? Girl, yes. Speaking of men and feminism, um, me and Felix yesterday were playing, like, um, how well do you know your partner game? Like, oh, asking each cute. other questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes when I get bored, I'll Google things like that and then I'll I'll annoy him. <laughs> no, with I it love that stuff. Um, and one of the questions was, what um social cause do you care most about? So I, I read it to him. I was like, what social cause do I care most about? And I read it to him as a joke because it was like, it's so obvious that it's like yeah. hilarious. And he was like, um, oh, I don't know, animal, animal rights. I was like... <laughs> Felix, I was like, I own a feminist magazine. Do you want to try that again? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he just, like, forgot for a second that my entire life is about women's rights. How hilarious is that? <laughs> I mean... Bless his heart. He just had a moment. Do you know what I mean? We all have him. <laughs> it was honest, 
honestly, like half the guys I've I've ever dated wouldn't even notice if like I cut off all my hair and dyed it like bright green. So <laughs> you know, like, no. The thing is, he does notice and he's very active in it. Yeah. Um, but he just had a moment, you know, like just yeah. a, just a a dim moment as we all do. Maybe maybe in a roundabout way like trying to play like defense league for her felix maybe the reason it didn't come to him as well is like it just feels like so ubiquitous it's like yeah it's so standard like it's so normal it's like it's like saying like oh ellie's got like dark hair or like Mm. brown eyes ellie's a feminist like it's like it's as much an identity as it is like a verb put it that way yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that's exactly Next time I see happens. you, Felix, you owe me like some hot wings for that little defense right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not that I was attacking. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> no, for real, like, I love that. Speaking of defense leagues, we are not going to be one for America's Next Top Model today. Do we Absolutely know, actually? Absolutely not. Probably should have researched this beforehand. Are they still being made? Because I want to say no. No, but I don't think so. One, I know there's been ones that I've up until like fairly recently i'm going to google it now there's that one season that had like rita aura on it yeah 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 yeah. wait wasn't she the ho- like the the mm. main host that was 24 se- seasons ended in 2018 and what a ride and started in 2003 I, so i watched like i think all of all of the seasons aside from maybe like a couple of the really like recent one well when i say recent yeah like, probably from 2016 onwards i didn't see those ones so i've not seen most of i don't think i've seen any of the ones that were on vh ones like the last like two yeah 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 same me neither unless maybe rita aura's one was the vhs vhs vh one yeah it was i, so I watched seen... one of her seasons she was but only was... on one so was that we... america's next top model or britain's next top model because there was, was a britain's a... It was America's Next Top Model. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so... Rita came on for one last season. Um, and then Tyra's like, nah, we ain't closing the book with this British lady. So she hopped on and did, like, one last season, which was season 24. Um, and that was the one that ran in 2018. Right, right, right. I don't it feel feels like... so weird though that like top model was still going around like then. Yeah, I know because it's it. I'm I'm sure that it was less problematic then, but it, it's just caused so much damage that I feel like they should have ended it. Yeah, a bit earlier than that. I mean, it, I feel it... like this goes without saying, but just in case, if you don't know what America's Next Top Model is, yeah, it was a very very popular American TV show. Um, and there was also. Uh, Britain's Next Top Model as well, which there was were so many international spin-offs. Yeah, there were so many international spin-offs. Um, and it basically starred Tyra Banks as the main judge, who's like a super famous model. Um, it had guest judges and like regular judges, a bit like RuPaul. Um, and um, how many contestants did they have per season? Like twenty something. I think it. Um, I think I think it fluctuated. They mm. so they did it a bit weird, didn't they? They had like pre-contestants if that makes sense they had like mm. the first episode or so was like the casting yeah and then they like pulled some stunts and like cut down like 24 i think they usually ended around like 14 to 12 ish i think mm. that's where they usually kind of sat for the actual like competitive episodes yeah and they all compete to be america's next top model and they were promised um 
like a modeling, uh, modeling contract contacts. a massive like modeling agency um like uh being cover girl face... campaign that was yeah, like the one that they the face always of a make did. of revlon i think it was the face of revlon yeah. Um, oh, you want to know something? Spreads. You want to know something really interesting about that? Ooh, As yeah. I was like researching, so uh, Adriana Curry, you know the the cycle ones winner, so the first yes. the winner of the first season. Yeah. So she wrote a blog post that's now been deleted that said um, that she was promised that she would model for Revlon. And there was like a loophole in the contract and she wasn't the face of Revlon, but instead modeled in front of a bunch of executives in a room. <laughs> that was, the, that was it. That was what she got. Oh my God. It and kind she of tried to, though. she tried to As... contact Tyra and Tyra. Oh my God. Tyra's like left on red. <laughs> yeah. She literally left her on red. It reminds me of, and it's. Um, the early seasons of Drag Race, they'd get like promised all kinds of shit for winning challenges, or that just like never came to fruition. Like loads oh, of the really? queens, of... yeah. So it'd be like, oh, you won like some custom jewelry from like this like company. Yeah, I and always thought just... the prizes were so cool. I was, oh, I'm so jealous. I want that. I think the reason why they've like on newer seasons, they just give them cash when they win a challenge now, is because like the brands just weren't giving the the contestants shit when they won. Oh, it was the brands. Oh my god. Yeah. That's um, awkward. Yeah, right. Um, but that actually, the fact that we've mentioned Drag Race twice now, it is relevant to say that top model for all of its problematicness. It, it kind of it created a genre. Yeah, it did. Like we wouldn't have had Drag Race, we wouldn't have had the face starring Naomi Campbell. I don't know if you. Oh ever my saw god! It. Yeah, of course you saw it. Of Are you asking you me it. if I've seen it? Excuse me. <laughs> also, just another thought I had when I was thinking about this episode: just growing up is realizing that Naomi Campbell was not the villain in the Tyra and Naomi story. Like they were both victims of the industry, and that's yeah. on that. Yeah, just a little hair flick, you know. <laughs> Preach! No, it's so true um so yeah that's what america's next model is and it was just all kinds of problematic but we were hooked we were so hooked i was so hooked that i was like mom do you think i could be a model and mom was like yeah definitely and then all of a sudden my cousin was uh, a makeup artist and she wanted uh, me to model for her makeup and then i did that and then next thing i know i applied to london school of modeling got in because it's not really a school it's like you pay for a photo shoot and then they charge you for the photos oh my god it's like it's given very much like rebecca black arc like music factory team no it is though it actually is so i i was like so such a big fan that i was like i'm gonna be a model how did how did i want to be a model after watching the atrocities that happened (laughs) no for real i don't know I got bullied whole... for that though, so don't advise. Oh girl, I got bullied for all kinds of shit too. Like <laughs> it's it is what it is. Character building. <laughs> yeah, all it's all character building. But like for real, this show, I was like, inject that shit straight into my veins. Like <laughs> No, I was but it's like, true though. It was like crap. Like, why were we so addicted? I was when I tell you I was so excited for the makeover episodes as well. And we'll talk a bit more about that. The but best like, episodes. I loved it when they did the go sees, like when they went to another country. Also, I was like, oh my God, where are they going to go? And it was like, you're going to like model in Blackpool Fashion Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I loved they... the like before and afters. And now oh that's God. like so problematic. Well, like, yeah, they do like the before and afters. But the thing is as well about the makeovers, I always felt so bad because the before shot was just literally like a mug shot. 
of the girls. And then the after was like a professional like photo shoot. I was like, of course they're gonna look better. Of course they're gonna look better. Yeah, because they clearly like photoshopped the shit out of it as well. Yeah, it's like when you got these girls before photos shot on a literal fucking potato, it's like (laughs) a yam, a cassava, like a tuba root. Like, I'm sorry, but what are you saying? I'm just listing root vegetables. <laughs> just offering a, a range of vegetables that could have been used to take these god-awful photos. <laughs> but like, oh my god, shall we just dive into the war crimes? Because like, Let's just go, let's go. There's so many. We, we need to list them all. We don't do have you the pick, time. Do you want to jump off with like one of your favourites? Let's just... Okay, okay, okay. Can we I mean, talk when we about... say favourites, like, we don't love these, but like, still... <laughs> Oh god, it's, there's part of me that's still so excited about it, but I, it's Same. so problematic. I'm not gonna lie. Do you know? Do you know what it is, though? <laughs> do you know what it is? It's quality entertainment. Oh but no, the, it is. The sacrifices that had to that had to be made for the quality entertainment was like the lives of these women, and like on a serious oh. note, like this is all of this is abuse. Like it's straight up abuse. Oh yeah, no, it it fully is. It's. I think the thing as well is like the show kind of banks on the fact that the majority of people do not know what it's like to be a model or like what the fashion industry is like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. and honestly one of my really good friends Juliet, um was before we met at university she lived in new york she'd like fashion week she walked with vivian westwood mm-hmm. um did like loads of fashion stuff like she was a professional model before she like went to lancaster mm-hmm. and she told me loads of like inside tea about like what the model industry is actually like and at that oh, it's point savage. like yeah, at that point, I'd, like, gained, like, a little bit of insight anyway, just from, like, just, you know, life and being interested in that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff she told me, I was like, okay, so Tara Banks was just a straight-up liar then. Like, she just lied straight in these girls' faces. Yeah, no, it, they, they she literally did. That reminds me of that episode of that time where that girl was, like, crying in front of the judges because she was, it was one of those, like, backstory moments. Oh, yeah, they love like, those. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, oh, when I was 17, I got hit by a car and I cracked my head on the pavement. And Like, she it was really sad. Like, she was actually, like, yeah. out. And she was like, and it affected my short-term memory. And then Miss, yeah, Miss, Miss J, <laughs> the judge, looked at her and went, fashion has no sympathy. <laughs> like, oh. uh, honestly, like, That's to this it. day, I stand Miss J, though. Yeah, Miss J like, is kind of like the best judge. Yeah, he was also definitely the, the the least problematic, I'd say, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but the um I think the reason the show like did so well is because all of us sat at home, like me sat in like my fucking like small town house with my mom and sister. We didn't know shit about what modeling was like. So yeah. when I was like these girls, you have to wear these ridiculous shoes and like break your ankle for me. And like walking these like rotating like pendulum platforms and that all that kind of we must talk about that immediately. Yes, and health and safety violations. On there was there was no health and safety. I'm sorry, but the pendulums. Can we talk about the pendulums? They had to walk down a, a catwalk while these massive swinging pendulums. It wasn't a catwalk. It was a fucking obstacle course. They might have been on um, no for total what's wipeout. That, what's the total wipeout? <laughs> <laughs> it was more Literally. like total wipeout. You know what makes me laugh? Like, so in America, they have this thing called OSHA, which is like Occupational Safety and Health Authority. Right. Um, It's like, girl, where were they in all this? They they were like nowhere to There's a literal, there's a legal body in America responsible for workplace safety. And they just saw Top Model and was like, nah. 
they were like, nah, like new phone, who does? <laughs> no, no, for real. They were just like, they were like, no, nah, we're watching these women like risk their fucking health and safety for our entertainment. Like, honestly. Honest to God. The and they had the like, do you remember the platforms that were like uh, spinning as well? Yeah. And they had to like, walk in a straight line. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Did you ever see the one as well where it was like cycle seven, I think, and they had to film like, or like do a photo shoot in like really cold water. The hyperthermia and one of the one. girl, Yeah. yeah. Mm. This girl, Carrie D, who won that cycle. Also, she always called them cycles instead of seasons. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I kind of vibe with it. It's yeah <laughs> yeah she was like i'm just gonna put my little stamp on this yeah <laughs> um but so this girl carrie d she was like doing this photo shoot in like really cold water and she got hypothermia and then they kept on like push through push through and then when she got hypothermia mr sh- mr j shouted at her and was like you need to tell us like when you're at your limits it's like yeah you just told this woman that she has to push through and then she got sick and that you shouted at her for getting sick. Sick. It's like... It's, do you know what? Let's, that reminds me, like, we should talk about the, like, contradictions, which it's clear oh. that it was just all for entertainment. Like, there, was, there wasn't yeah. actually real, like, human logic behind it. It was mostly, like, probably written. Um, mm. But, you know... Um, when... What lines? In fact, we should dive into this one because this you'll, you'll probably... You know, Robin from i don't remember yeah. which uh <clears throat> she basically was classed as a plus size model um mm-hmm. and she was just like the skinniest girl i've ever seen to be honest with you like when looking back on it i'm like that that girl is like 100 0.2 body fat a uk size six like i would yeah. looking at her that's what i would say probably that is absolutely tiny and um janice would be like She's huge. Like she's never going to be a model. I'm she's sorry, one... but I just don't see America's Next Top Model as a plus size model. Yeah. Almost... Well, Janice literally like made like throwing up noises at one point. I think with this girl's photo, like on the show. Oh like, yeah, yeah. She it's was, like she was vocal. Janice Dickinson can really meet me outside. Like that's just the tea. I I've been like, calling her Janice Dickface on this. <laughs> it's like no, the most childish like, thing, but I like can't. It's the I most earned sight. Like. It's the most earned title. She really sits here saying she's the like the first supermodel. It's like, calm down. What's super about you, honey? Yeah, I know. Um, no, she was always like, uh, actually, I'm the first. Anytime Tyra wouldn't, like, anytime Tyra wouldn't. Oh, uh, her and specify. Tyra were straight up beefing by the end. Like, that's like oh, one yeah. thing that I did like live for. Actually, is like Janice and Tyra's like feud. I was like, this is everything I need. Um, yeah. But oh, I was. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, but she literally was, she just said the most atrocious things to these Mm. girls. And like the second that they even like made a face being like, um, that was a bit harsh. Girl would lose her damn mind. Yeah. She'd be out here throwing fits. I think. Fallacies. That she was specifically nasty to this girl, Robin, who was a woman of color and apparently plus size. And she's just not plus size. That's just incorrect, by the way. And there was an episode where um, they had, I mean, throughout the season at this point, they had constantly mentioned that she was plus size and constantly ridiculed ridiculed her for it. 
and and sometimes not in like an obvious nasty way but in like a, oh, a lot like of microaggressions yeah like your top is so much smaller than your bottom I just wish that your top would be a bit bigger to, or like you know they they always mm. like nitpick her like all the time and then there was this one episode where she, she they were they were wearing uh like swimwear and she tied like a like a sarong around yeah. her waist and Tyra came in and was like why are you covering up and it was like what do you mean woman why is she covering up maybe because she's been constantly ridiculed like, for weeks like you've just been speaking about this woman like she's an ogre yeah like... and then and then she's saying she's trying to tell her Oh, when you do that, it just shows people that you're insecure, and that. And then she starts laying into her, and then the girl starts crying, and then Tyra goes, "Why are you crying? Talk, talk to me. What's wrong?" It's like, uh, what you... I mean, sorry, but that is gaslighting, like the worst. Oh no, for real, it absolutely is. It's, it's so bad. like, honestly, it's the worst. And like, I don't know if this was the same season. Let me just have a quick look at my notes. But there was a um a girl who mm. was on one of the early seasons it's a season where they went to south africa so i think right. that was season four cycle four sorry tyra don't come after me mm-hmm. um but she had gained a little bit of weight in the season oh yes i remember and this. i think it was like she'd gained like maybe like five pounds which i mean my weight fluctuates all the time i go up and down like without even thinking about it without even constantly trying to lose or gain weight it's just you know it's just bodies do that you know bodies (laughs) just do that it's completely normal Mm -hmm. but they cast this model as a gluttony in a seven deadly sins photo shoot um and then directly the next week they fly them out to south africa guess what animal they did like a safari shoot they cast this girl as a damn elephant Oh, and it was specifically that. jabs that she had gained weight. Which... That's disgusting. No, that's actually disgusting. And yeah. Trump, like we 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 consumed this as we said earlier, like it was crack. Like the effects that this had on a generation of women um, and girls is insane. Yeah. I feel like we'll get into it a bit later because it's a bit like deeper. But I just want to say that. Like personally, America's Next Top Model and shows similar to it completely like fucked me up. I'm not gonna lie, like about yeah. body image and what is considered like beautiful and what I should look like. Like, yeah, of course, really, absolutely. Real me up. <laughs> really I mean, like fucked. we've we've got an episode planned um for another day about like TLC shows and like the whole thing to do with body image. But honestly, Top Model, it really kind of almost set the tone for a lot of, like, reality TV. Because, um, mm. you know, this was 2003, like, basically the start of the 2000s, near enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is a time where, like, you know, s- skinny was, like, the thing, you know? Yeah, and it made and... it, like, okay. Like, it was telling people, men and women, that it's okay to treat women like this if they don't look a certain way like it's okay yeah. to and degrade them i think that something that i've not actually seen a lot of even now is just how racially motivated that sort of aesthetic is because yeah the reality is people come in all shapes and sizes no matter what race they are mm-hmm. you know um that's just the tea but the reality is especially in the states a majority of people who are curvier or larger are black and brown people because people of african or latin american heritage the 
phenotypes of those groups of people tend to be a more voluptuous figure, which, you know, 10 years on from Top Model's debut, 20, like 2013, 2014, 15, 16, like literally going back to our last episode, like the rise of the Kardashians, all of a sudden black and brown bodies are like what's a in trend. vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which but is why this... I hate the reg- like the regression of, of it, how it's gone yeah. back to the skinny girl trend, because I feel like it also treats the bodies of women of colour like they are just a trend and nothing more. Exactly. Like, oh, this is popular for a little bit, but now we don't really want it anymore. Like, like all the white people, like, all the white girls, like, took it over and have just, like, mm. ab- abandoned it, like, just thrown it in the bin. And it's like, this is a real, like, it's real no, women's this is just, bodies. This is how people are made. It's... yeah. And I was listening to Giraffe Wallow's um, podcast earlier today and she talks about how she's really big into body neutrality and, like, I completely let this mm. me to a T. I, like, I love body positivity and loving your body is great. I'm so for that. But just treating the body in general as a neutral thing in the same way that, like, obviously there's certain stigmas towards, like, her colour still in society, but, you know, the way that people treat, like, brown hair, mm. treat body sizes... It's just how people are, how they how they're made. It's it's not something that's a trend. It's not something that fluctuates and or like you know the sort of the standard should fluctuate. Obviously, we've just talked about how your own body can fluctuate. Yeah. Um, but it's just the top models just reinforce so much bullshit. I mean, like another thing to do with race as well. I think in that same season, there was a girl called Yaya who was she was from an African country. I assume from what she was talking about, she was West African. Oh gosh, this actually made me so sad, this one. Yeah, and so they had like these little panel challenges where they Mm -hmm. made the girls like do like stupid shit most of the time that was not relevant to anything. And this one was that they had like a, they had to like pick a hat and like style an outfit around a hat. And they'd put a hat made out of like a cheap kente cloth in the challenge. And they were like, oh, well, Yaya's going to go for that. And she didn't. She went for a cowboy hat. Um, which, no. Perfectly, like, so her right to do that. And then they asked her, why didn't you go for the kente cloth? And she was like, oh, well, actually, you know, it's really important to my culture. And that cloth was made out of really cheap, like, you know, fabric. It wasn't authentic. So I wouldn't want to be seen on TV wearing that. And then this guest judge was like, who'd never met this woman, never met this girl at all one day in her life. This white devil bitch guest judge was like, oh, you feel like you like you always have to like defend your Africanness and it's like really off-putting and like, you know, like you're really like uppity about your culture. I'm like, you do not know this person. And you're just talking about how they express their like cultural identity. And then Tyra Banks just sat there with a smile plastered on her face, did nothing. Yeah, I know. You know, she remember that one time Tyra actually told uh, a black woman on the show um that black women have to wear more makeup yes oh my god she yes. was like as black women we have to wear more makeup and it's like that is a horrible message to be sending out to all the young women of color out there it's also like, who are bullshit it. and it's yeah it's also fucking bullshit like it's how ridiculous is that yeah it's absolutely ridiculous and i want to say as well that there's been very few like deeper skin models on the show to actually like either compete in the main show or even when they do go very far it's um, because well, in fact let's talk about the racism on the show because it's yeah it's bad. there's so much of it i mean like we haven't even touched on the fact that there's been multiple cases of blackface on the show there's a whole even. photo shoot dedicated to more than one changing race yeah 
Wait, was well, there more than one of those? Yeah, so in the petite cycle, which also there was a height limit to the show. And I mean, I get that like fashion is skewed towards tall women, but it's all skewed towards ridiculously thin women. And also when I say ridiculously thin, I appreciate there are people who just are born with like a model, typical models figure. I get it. It's like, you know. I love how that was woke for them though at the time. Like, oh my God, shoe yeah. girls? Oh no Oh way. my God, yeah. So woke for this. <laughs> but like, so they, they went to Hawaii and in Hawaii there's something called Hapa, which is like someone of mixed heritage because like a lot of people in Hawaii are like mixed um, East Asian and Indigenous Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyra's like, I'm just going to pick, literally, bitch probably just like had a fucking AI generator of like different nationalities and just made the models like dress as like a combination of the two so she had like one model darkness skin and be like a mix between like south indian and like native american i think another one was like from south africa and the philippines or something like that like but she just she just basically decided to make all these models be in blackface or yellow face or brown face without any sort of qualms about it at all and they had to pose in like a setting when cultural clothing of the cultures they're representing. Mm, that is fucked. Yeah, it's and it's like this was also a later like a later cycle. This wasn't early two thousands. This was at least like let me just look when this was, but I'm almost certain this was like 2011, 2012. Now nah, I'm sorry, but we knew better than then. Like we knew better then. Like that was that's too late to be doing um, be apologies. Stunts like that. 2009, but I just want to put into context 2009, 2009 was like when the Kanye West Taylor Swift thing happened, and like just use that as like a yardstick for how recent this feels like. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. Were they, they, they were the same year. That does not feel right. That's yeah. Crazy. For me, it's always She Wolf, Shakira's album came out that year. And like, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do a shot. But like, it like, to me, I'm always like, that really happened. Like all this like happened like around that time. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that is crazy. That's mad. Shakira was a Shakira was in her damn thirties and this was still happening. That is madness. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, just as a whole, the show was really, really bad with um the way they treated women of colour and just racism in general was really like really bad i mean do you remember that shoot where um i think it was like one of the like male models who were just like in a yeah. shoot ref- refused to kiss was it kiss one of it, the yeah it was models. um jada from cycle 7 again i think it was and girl. do you do you remember how tyra like responded to her as well no remind me so you got to understand, like, Tyra was one of the first, ma- like, mainstream black models. Obviously, it was Naomi and, like, Aman, and then, like, Tyra was around. Yeah. So she probably, ex- she's even spoke about this so many times, experiencing so much racism in fashion. Like, so much of it. And probably had to go through situations like this. And she said to this girl, she didn't say, I'm sorry this happened. Like, we're going to pull him off the shoot and give you a different model. She literally said go out there and make him like black girls oh yeah no you're so right she did say that and then the girl went home that episode oh no that actually breaks my heart because as you said of all of all women like tyra 
being like one of the f- the first like black supermodels because yeah. that's what she was should know that and should stick up for black women like it's so disappointing fact, when you think about it throughout the whole of of like all the cycles there were so many moments where she was either like complacent with with moments like this or like a driving force in it or just didn't stick up for them and it's actually so heartbreaking because it's like the 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 fact that you care more about making an entertaining show than like the black women around you is i think it says a lot about her and i think yeah it does and i think yeah it's awful i saw an interview with her um this is a while ago now but it was after top model and it was after she just done like bits of like Harvard Business School, and I think she like took like taught like a class there or something mm-hmm. about like personal branding or whatever. Because of course she did. Um, <laughs> and she was talking about like how she's interested in like creating a legacy, and like it's not about her paycheck; it's about signing other people's paychecks. And like the whole ethos she had was like it's about me like you know making a path for people and you know spreading like the wealth amongst my community and stuff like that. And it's like Tyra, that starts at home. You have yeah, a uh, massive preach. platform with Top Model. Like the thing is, Top Model had us in a chokehold, but me and you were not the only ones. People around the world. There's a reason why Top Model sprung up in like Japan, China, India, the UK, France, Germany, Africa, Brazil, um, you know, Mexico, everywhere had a top model at one point. I think the only place that didn't have it was like there was no North Korea's next top model. I think besides <laughs> that, every country had signed up at this point, you know. Oh god. You know, it's like it's like drag race now drag race is like all over the fucking place now oh yeah Um, yeah yeah. but like even then like top model had the potential obviously and it did spread so much more globally because you know it's not tied to like the gay community so people were just like yeah sure let's have it like in more conservative countries whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and it's so disheartening to know that she had this massive platform and she really she built it on the back of people of color women of colour especially, and also, you know, people who came from poorer backgrounds. There's so many girls who were contestants on the show who, I remember, Top Model is actually what taught me what ghetto means, the word. Do you know what? I think same. I think same. Because yeah. I, I I think I learned a lot of, of like phrases American and stuff and Americanisms yeah. from it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, and so many of the girls on the show, I feel like they were casted because they had come from backgrounds where this is like the the closest they've gotten to getting any kind of real wealth or opportunity in their life. And obviously it made them act in ways that were great for TV, but did not show the best side of themselves. And like, I remember me and my mom and sister, we'd always talk about, oh, she's the bitch of the season. And you know what I can tell you now? Oh, yes. Yeah, they're almost always black women. Always. And and you know what, what, what you were like starting to say there is that, it, it, you're so right like Tyra built the show off the backs of like underprivileged and minor- minority women and used them to make the show entertainment entertain- entertaining like she would mock them she would just they would just bait basically they were just like human bait yeah. to make the show a hit because it you're right the drama would always come from the girl is too fat or too black or to whatever to poor or whatever it may be and that would always be where the drama was and that would always be where the entertaining yeah. like factor of it was and that's where like 
we'd sit there with our mums going like, oh, oh my God, like, isn't she a bitch? Or, oh my God, yeah, she does need to lose weight. Because you, at the at the end of the day, you would yeah. sit there and agree with them. You'd be like, oh my God, yeah, like, oh, if she needs, if she wants to be a model, then she needs to commit. Like, she needs to, No, exactly. It's so true. It's like, we <laughs> just sit Well, it's like, I suppose as well, you see the show through like the lens of the producers and Tyra, you know. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you see what we want them to see. I remember... Um, one of my favorite contestants of all time from Top Model was um, Fatima from season ten. I don't, you um, don't she me. was she was a really beautiful Somali model. She got the makeover. She got like the base of the Naomi Campbell like look, like the really long straight, like dark hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually opened up about um, going through FGM on the show as well. Oh um, my god! Wow. Which I will say it was handled for the time fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just I just loved her. I thought that she was like such a great model and she's actually done quite a lot since the show. She's one of the few that's kind of done bits since. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's another thing. Very few people actually doing anything after the show because they wasn't Winnie Harlow this. one. Yeah, she was. And she's like like slave. Yeah. Like <laughs> she's but smashing like, it. Yeah, but the majority of people on the show, because they aren't making you to be a model, they're making you to be a reality reality TV show star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but like Fatima did bits and I read an interview of her and she's talking about how she had like, they showed her having an argument with one of the other girls on the show. I think her name was like Lauren or something. Mm-hmm. Um, And she said like, oh no, like we were actually really good friends, but the show just didn't show that. Like we would stay up all like, like all night, like just talking and just like, we got along really well, but the show just didn't show that because it didn't make it for good TV showing like a friendship. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that's true with a lot of um reality shows. Oh have yeah, it's seen... so true for Drag Race. Have you seen? Okay, now this is going to be really annoying because I don't remember the name of it. But there's a show. There was a show that was, I think, was on Amazon. Um, I th- think it might have been like an Amazon original or like an American show that they put on Amazon. Yeah. And it was based on The Bachelor. Um, but it was fictional, but it was like based on it. So it no. was, a, it was, a, oh my God. Oh, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's so good. In fact, this is like the most underrated show ever. I never hear, like hear anybody talking about it, but basically it it's on, it's like on the set of filming a reality show. Like, and the, the reality show is the full uh, bachelor. So like a group I'm of women so and a man. And it's about how what they do behind the scenes and how like nobody gives a shit about them and they they have um uh like an on-call therapist but they don't that that therapist doesn't like therapize the girls instead she um has like files on all of the contestants and will like the producers like use it and yeah and like they bait them and stuff yeah yeah, and they'll use that actually happens though in real life apparently that happened on america's next top model that's why i bring it up because because they would have actual therapists there with a file of all of the like information on like deep personal information on all of these models and then they would tell the producers then the producers would go and like would would instigate it by asking it could just be asking them one simple question like why didn't you da, 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 and it'd be based on something that they're like really insecure about and then yeah. bam like drama entertainment and it's that easy and it's that toxic you need to watch that show i'm gonna find the name yeah, of it they did like as well speaking of that there was a girl on one of the show on the one of the seasons i think it might have actually been season four again like oh my god that season was condemned um, that was the one with the girl who like had the like flesh eating virus as well. What? 
Yeah, there was a girl. <laughs> right, season four was like yeah. legendary in my house. It was like they. It's where Tyra has like her like we were rooting for you, we were all rooting for you moment. A girl oh, yeah, faints yeah, yeah, in yeah, panel. Yeah, yeah. the Iconic. fucking the absolute war crimes are committed against that girl who gained like three pounds of weight. But also, it may have been this season. It may have been like another one around it, but it was an earlier one. A girl had lost a really close friend. And they made her pose in the coffin like two days later. After time now. <gasps> yeah, for real. It's no, like I, it... I wouldn't put it past the producers for that for that to have been like no, for a real. new thing. Like they they made it particularly well, you know, for that reason. I wouldn't have been surprised if they're like, oh, we have this photo shoot, but like, you know, it was gonna be like a few episodes on from that. Yeah, and like, oh shit, forward. like, yeah, bring it forward. So like really like capitalize on this. Because yeah, yeah, like yeah. From like a storyline perspective, like you know, it makes a really great story. Like that, the awful thing is, like I watched it, and was like, oh my god, like that's like so crazy that like she did that. Then like the girl like did a good job and like won photo of the week. You know, it's a good story, like on paper. But you, oh yeah, you forget with reality TV show, it's like no, these aren't characters on a TV show; they're human beings. Yeah, it's not a book. Like it's it's an actual like actual real people experiencing this. By the way, the show is called Unreal, and for anybody listening who is interested like a hundred percent watch it it's so 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 good yeah yeah yeah. no I mean like for real because it's it's they're not allowed to say that it's based on The Bachelor but in one of the I don't want to do it because of spoilers but just know that something happens in one of them that actually did happen in The Bachelor and I do think and they were informed by people involved with the show so it it's basically like what happened on the bachelor but they're not allowed to say it because it's really bad (laughs) anyway watch it it's excellent so i think that there's one thing we need to talk about now which i think is what everyone thinks about well one two things everyone thinks about with top model but i'm going to save the other one till after this okay go on and it's the infamous the world famous the trauma inducing makeovers oh my god now, let me just say that these were my favorite episodes and for Same. me and my mom, and I would be like, they'd be like episode like three, wouldn't they? Like It was like three early. or four, it was always, always in. Yeah, 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 and we would be like, like, fuck the casting. Like, I don't care about the casting. Bring me the makeovers now. No, <laughs> like, for real, it's like- There's something about, if you're very, if you're a very feminine person, because I, I mm. like, obviously not all women, but if you are very- you know associate with a lot of feminine ideals yeah. there's something about a makeover that has you in a crux <laughs> there's something oh, so no, exciting about it which it's i like, don't know is for that all fucked the up girlies. um to, to be excited about the like going from the societal standard of ugly to the societal standard of like beautiful like the change I, surely there's something wrong with that yeah, it's not I, sitting I, right with me but like i'm a slut for a makeover montage and this chick flick as well like well, i watched miss congeniality with lana and um my brother-in-law over the um easter weekend and excellent choices jake jake my brother-in-law had never seen it and obviously <gasps> there's that whole like sequence where sandra bullock like goes like the like basically she gets yassified that's one of my favorite makeovers yeah. in any rom-com ever yeah no for real and lorna's just watched princess diaries recently i'd actually watched like a few weeks ago and like the whole mia Thermopolis one as well it's like why do we love it so much but i think in a more innocent way it kind of is like that whole like playing dress up as like a little girl sort of thing i, I, like, I, I like, like that. grown-up scale 
I like that. And I hope that that is what it is like in our subconscious. I think, you know, patriarchy is woven into absolutely everything. And maybe the ways that we like go through makeovers is like one thing. Mm-hmm. But I like one of my favorite days of the month is when I get my nails done, get my brows done. Like, you know, and I have like a little like personal MOT. Like, I love it. There is like and, a self-care, self-love yeah. thing involved in that, which I think, but, you know, I, I, I'm I not ashamed either to admit that back then, like, I probably, I didn't give a fuck about self-care. It was all no. male, male gaze, like, yeah. and making myself more attractive to men. And I think I was lapping it up because yeah. I was like, oh, great, now they are as well. <laughs> and I was, I think... like, hungry for the meltdowns. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so felt I... robbed if there wasn't, like, a big, like, crying arc in, like, that episode. Yeah, I'd be, awful. I'd, I'd be upset. I'd be like, oh my god, that one was shit. <laughs> no, no, no for girls real. crying. <laughs> so so oh, where do we even begin? Tyra Banks was just obsessed with the film Rosemary's Baby, I think. Because the amount of times I watched a bunch of the makeovers, like montages on YouTube, you can literally just search American Central Model Makeover and find loads of them, like sometimes even whole episodes mm-hmm. on YouTube. I watched a bunch of them recently in prep for this and almost every damn season it was like i want to give like someone a rosemary's baby's cut so i don't if you've have you seen the film no i haven't so the main actress in that mia farrow she has like a really short pixie cut which is like a sort of like a strawberry blondish color if i'm Mm -hmm. remembering correctly and like it looks really chic on her she looks beautiful with that haircut and some women look gorgeous with like a really short pixie cut but tyra would just be like you're a white girl with long hair, cut it all off. And she would just do that like once a season. And she'd always bring up this one reference as like Tyra would get it. You watched one film. Oh, like oh you watched God. one Hitchcock film. Please relax. Obsessed much. No, for real. And like the amount of white girls that were given weaves. What was that about? <laughs> no, stop. Because at least one a uh, season. Like mm, multiple. Mm-hmm. Why? And did you see that? <laughs> that one season where that white girl got a weave and it was like, I don't know, like p- pulling on her scalp or something. And she was like crying and she was making such a scene. And the black girl was like, girl, all these, all these mm. girls are like crying over their weaves. I've been wearing one since I was 12. It's really not that deep. <laughs> no, for real though. Do you remember the one? It was like one of the latest seasons. It was like 16 or 15, something like that. This girl called Molly. See, I remember a name. This goes on in my brain. And she got like um they were trying to give her like Taylor Swift, like fearless era, like really big blonde bouncy curls. And they gave her a weave, but like they'd fucked it up. So it was like literally inches off of the back of her head. So it looked like they always had white people installing them as well. (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. And this girl, like she had like it was it was a mop. There is no like two ways about it. Like you can't be polite. (laughs) Like, this show was even, like, we fucked up here. They actually, like, took her into, like, <laughs> like reversing like, a few episodes later. But, like, if you look at the episode, it's, like, a hat of her. Because it's, like, that far off her actual head. It's, like, oh, it was so bad. But honestly, as well, you know, weave does hurt. It, it does hurt to get put in. It's, um... Oh, especially put you... in, yeah. This girl, the one that I was talking about, was complaining about, like... <laughs> afterwards she just didn't like it oh, she was uncomfortable oh, oh girl like but also that is valid because these yeah. all of these girls are like forced into the makeovers like nobody gets a well, choice it's like yeah that's so true actually they never they never consulted them and was like do you have any limits because like mm-hmm. you know is there like 
it's like there'd always be like women like I feel like there was one season there was like a Polynesian girl and like in Polynesian culture like again like I learned this from Jirafawalo like lot like really long hair is like really culturally significant and important and I think if I'm correct like she was like she had really long beautiful glossy dark hair and then they cut her hair really short and she was like oh I can't go back to Hawaii you know that's so fuck no because I th- there were there were some contestants or at least like one a season where they would take this girl with really lovely long hair, which and uh, let's not pretend that hair is unimportant because we know that it's hair so, is massively it's, important. It's, it's everything. That's a quote from Fleabag. Oh no, I was, I was literally just thinking. But, like, she's so right though when she said that. Like hair is so important. I mean, like my hair is so important to me. Like I'm, you know. I was thinking about this. If I went on the show and they wanted to cut my hair while I'm trying to grow it, I would honestly, I'd probably be like, yeah, I'm going. It's a, it's because, a part of it's a part yeah. of our identity, so it is really important. And they they are like buzz cutting some of these girls, like literally all off. Yeah, the, the hair was all off, and these girls were bawling their eyes out, and were told that if they didn't like, basically, like, it get their away. yeah get their shit together and stop causing such a scene because they're being unprofessional that they would like they'd be off the show like they'd have to handle it with yeah with grace and i say grace in like quotation marks but it's just so so mad because they would be like t- like put in their place essentially if they caused uh, a scene yeah. and they were upset and that they were losing a piece of their identity it might not even have been upset they might have literally just been shocked because like it's a massive change like I went from like basically platinum blonde hair to black hair when I was twenty, mm-hmm. and like That's a big change. It, yeah, it was a massive change. It was li- literally like night and day, mm. and I didn't even like lose any length or anything like that. But it really like it took me a good while to get used to it. Like walking past myself in the mirror, like I'd like jump because like oh my god, my hair isn't like how it used to be. Mm. And the physical act of like having your hair cut off, like you know where you're like feeling it on your shoulders and like you know maybe you play with it when you're nervous, and all of a sudden that's gone. Mm. it's like of course you're gonna be upset and you know it's like i would love to see tyra banks get a buzz cut how about that and see yeah exactly and see how she takes it yeah no literally because when you see somebody as well their most like recognizable feature is their hair as well so people know you by your hair like it is a really big deal exactly and it's like she would also just be making up like these fucking bullshit hairstyles remember the girl that got like a literally a horse mane no. So this girl, she had like um a little faux hawk with like um she was a black girl, so she had like obviously like black textured hair. Right. And okay. Tyra just sewed loads of weave into a faux hawk and literally was like making like horse noises. Like <gasps> No wait, I do remember that. <gasps> and it's like, Tyra, that is not a hairstyle. That is just your bullshit again. There were some really, really bad decisions made by Tyra the and girl- the producers. There was a girl who got like these really cheap red and blue like clipping extensions for the Britain versus America season. Oh my god, I do, I do remember that. That stuck with me. Oh like... my god, no! Some of the decisions were disgusting, and if they complained about it, then at the end of the show, oh, at picture. the end of the episode, yeah, the judges would be like, "You yeah, handled that disgustingly." In the industry, if somebody wanted to cut your hair or do something with your hair, and you did that, like you would be told to like get lost, basically. And they, the girls, were made to feel so, like they were humiliated, Awful. basically, for feeling those feelings during a really, oh really hard moment. Do you remember um, the girl Danielle who won Cycle Six? She had a gap in her teeth, 
And they made her like partially close the gap. They wanted to close it all the way. And they were like, a cover girl doesn't have a gap in her teeth. It's like mm, George May Jagger was literally doing Get the London Look for years with a gap in her teeth. And that was, I remember that being like At around the, same, the time. same time. Yeah. So what were they talking about? And I also remember that they basically said to the girl that if they don't, if she doesn't close her tooth gap, then she would be kicked off the show. And then she won it. So. And then she won mm. it. So at least that. But that's, you know, she. That's something then, like, that she didn't want to do. She she tried then, like, to defend herself by saying, yeah. oh, I still can be a model with a gap. Like she liked that feature and they yeah. made her change it. They made her literally. That, and that's not the first time they made a girl get surgery to change something. No. They oh, and then ma- three seasons later, they widened yeah. someone's teeth gap as well. So, like, Which is literally dangerous and irreversible. Yeah. It's like at least when they like cl- tried to close the gap, like she could, I mean, it would be expensive, but she could like get that reversed and like return to the way it was. But they did do stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's it was ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it it is gaslighting. It's it's at sometimes physical abuse, like from from the challenges and the the health safety. I mean, it's so many different forms of abuse. You know, I mean, it can take a while. I mean, if you've gone from like forty inches of like natural hair to like a buzz cut, which I mean, people literally were doing shit like that on the show. Mm. you know that's obviously really gonna take a long time to reverse but you know it is reversible her does grow back but it's like when they made them do like dental work and stuff like that and like you know sometimes the girls like wanted the dental work because you know maybe i mean dentistry work is expensive here never mind in the states where everything health related is expensive yeah but you know they were just making these women make literal permanent alterations to the bodies for a competition where they'd like Half the time they would get sent home before mm. like they even got to go to a different country. Like that's the thing. If I was on top model bike, right? As soon as I get to go on the trip, I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and and not just not just things like that, but also going back to the health and safety thing. Like some girls have scars from that. Like there was this one girl. Yeah. Who, I I I took a little bit of an article actually what that was that had spoken to some of the contestants yeah and they they said that one contestant season 12's um amina ayinde made her stylist aware that she was allergic to relaxers oh my um, god yes is, i remember yeah, this salon grade chemicals used yeah, to for those, curly yeah. hair um and she yeah. was forced to continue with the makeover anyway even though she was like this is burning um and um apparently this the stylist said this is what Tyra wants this is how we have to do it um and she like after the um afterwards she had like a bald spot that has never yeah. never filled in like that's a permanent well, scar that's the thing is like relaxers are so dangerous anyway and mm. I've actually looked into getting my hair relaxed before I mean I would never do that now but when I was a bit younger because you know, I've got naturally really curly hair. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you can see my hair right now. For those of you that don't know what I look like, I have very curly. Um, oh, you have stunning hair, though. Don't relax I, it. I really appreciate that. But, like, for a while, because, you know, we live in a a society where Eurocentrism is a beauty standard, and my hair isn't that. It doesn't fit that standard. Yeah, that's you true. You know, so... Because I've not got, like, Taylor Swift princess curls. I've got, you know, tight ringlet wiry honestly kind of wiry curls I mean like my hair doesn't feel too wiry because I look after it a lot but you know it's I've got naturally textured hair 
Mm -hmm. the thing about relaxers is they burn your scalp even if you don't have an allergy like i mean that had um obviously a natural allergy but kind of everyone does because they are really really abrasive on your hair Mm. they strip all the natural structure of your hair they kill your hair basically they are like bleach times a million on your scalp and if you're allergic to it it's like obviously got worse they've been linked to things like cancer they've been linked to all kinds of problems and the reason no one talks about it is it's because something that a lot of black women go through because essentially they're told the hair is unprofessional they have to conform to this eurocentric beauty standard and it's Mm. bullshit it's absolute bullshit yeah and love your natural curls ladies they're beautiful 100% preach on that um and if I, I don't know if this helps or not but I have sort of like straightish wavy hair and yeah. growing up I always wanted curly hair like it was like m- my goal in life to always, you always have want curly what you hair. don't have right yeah <laughs> but I've always found it stunning so yeah literally if you have curly hair just look after that shit like don't don't Honestly, ever wish you like, had straight hair yeah it's like I always say you know because I get asked a lot like you know is this a perm it's like no girl this is just how it grows um or like asked, um, you know, do I ever straighten it? And I used to straighten my hair all the time. I have not put heat on my hair in at least like four years. Oh my God, that's really impressive actually. On the basis that I, it's like, it's a point of What about a hair dryer? No, I'd, I don't dry my you hair. Let, you let it air dry. Yeah, the only time is like when I go to the hairdressers and they do like a blow dry. Mm. That's it. Oh wow! But like, I've not, I, I've never, I've not put a straightener to my hair or anything like that in. No, I don't use straighteners. Years, um, on the basis now that it's almost like it's a matter of pride that like, you know I love my natural hair. And it took me so long to get to the point where I like knew what I was doing with my hair, and honestly, I'm so grateful to black women for just figuring this shit out for me, and then having mm. all the resources online for me to learn about my hair and how to look after it. Mm. Um, but you know, it took me a long time to really embrace the fact that I've got this hair, which is not necessarily the most easy to manage but again I'm sort of buying into like the language that that people use to talk about hair like mine Mm -hmm. but you know it took me a long time to really like love my hair and top model is kind of things that kind of made me hate my hair because Mm. there were so many times that girls who had hair that looked like mine that you know they got the hair flat ironed to an inch of its life and you know filled with loads of like weave and stuff like that and it just I mean, I'm speaking now like I'm not like a, a black person just for anyone who doesn't know that. But, you know, I have a texture of hair which is probably akin to someone who is mixed black and white, um, even though that's not my heritage. Um, and, you know, Top Model really reinforced that Eurocentric beauty standard on the black girls on the show, but also on people watching it, like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so true for so many, so many parts of America's Next Top Model because... Yeah they did the exact same to me about my weight and like I feel oh, like God, it's yeah, it's absolutely. it's it's still a struggle like a self-love struggle even today yeah. and I and I do put some of the blame on America's Next Top Model like it and I am 25 years old and that has stuck with me for like most of my life because of one show like on a serious note I mean we've talked about all of the like crazy shit that happened um, yeah but the way it's affected us I think is really important to talk about because yeah. I would say that this show is anti-feminist actively anti-feminist no I in, think so in, too in the sense that 
it used women as like basically like monkeys like entertainment monkeys no literally um and would and put them down enforced ridiculous beauty standards it commodified women of minority backgrounds of poorer economic backgrounds it commodified the struggles. anyone who was different basically yeah. was humiliated and like made a mockery of and for the little girls who were different or like those girls watching they were then they would then feel that about themselves and we were those those young yeah. people and who honestly were like them. so many of us were mm. i mean and i think as well about top model like one thing that is so anti-feminist about it is the fact that you know, if you just read the description of it, it's like, oh, this like really successful like woman of color is gonna like sh- get, basically present a roadmap to these other women out there who can you know crack the industry and like get a basically a leg up with it. So, no, it's not an easy industry to get into, mm-hmm. and it was the opposite of that. The show yeah. does not prepare you to be a model. It I didn't name, even like... help. It didn't even give the girls the like well, contracts and stuff that it said that they were it that they. Well, would. the thing is as well, the opposite actually happened with Top Model, where like so many girls have come out and said like I when I actually tried to like break into the actual industry and they heard that I'd done top model they just weren't interested because they just saw you as a reality star and not an actual legitimate model yeah Adriana Curry went off grid that's how much like yeah she said she like tried to dabble in a bit of, a bit of modeling and then went completely off grid I don't that's blame wild. her honestly. no I don't blame her especially because I do think that each of these contestants are a victim of abuse yeah and there's so... one case particularly for me that really stands out. Mm-hmm. So on Cycle 17, which was the All-Star season, mm-hmm. um, the final three were Alison from Cycle 12, who love Alison to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the girl who had like the really big blue eyes. Um, she was kind of like cast as like the weird girl, but like the Oh the... wait, no, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lisa from Cycle 5, who was like the wild girl, mm-hmm. um, who would go on to win the season for the reason I'm about to explain and Angelie Preston who won who sorry she didn't win she was a finalist on cycle 14 I believe or 13 I think it was 14 and Angelie had actually originally won the all-star season but I remember watching it with my mom and sister being like oh that final's really weird because they gave it to Lisa in the end and we're like the hell how like because Angelie just wasn't there and Tyra gave this like brief statement being like Angelie has like dropped out of the competition we wish the best in like future endeavors it came out later Angelie had actually in her past engaged in sex work as a lot of women do mm-hmm. um you know because this was like survival sex work as well she made that very yeah. clear mm-hmm. and top model was like we can't have a sex worker attached to our brand <gasps> and then they re- they revoked her title and her win and gave it to another girl even though she had actually done the best in the final and had won the season that's disgusting and bear in mind this is like cycle 17 so the show has been on for like over 10 years at this point um this would have actually been let's see when it would have been yeah it was 2011 so you know it was 12 years ago which the conversation about sex work then was not what it is now but the fact that, you know, this woman, a woman of colour also, surprise, surprise, again. Yeah, I'm no, not surprised at that. Yeah, she was a um, 
you know, she had made choices in her life, which, you know, is totally valid. And she was, she had the rug pulled out from underneath her, despite the fact that, you know. That's awful. She had done the best. It's honestly, it makes me so angry just thinking about it. Yeah, in that article I read about, like, what, like, some of the stuff that's come out after the show, this one um, girl said, um, similarly to what I was talking about in the show Unreal, um, is that producers would bring up the contestants' past traumas in order to play on their emotions, um, as well as intentionally, and they used intentionally here, which is fascinating, yeah. uh, intentionally creating dangerous work environments to add to the drama. One yeah, can, absolutely. One, one contestant um, on season seven, Eugenia Washington, recalls walking a, a runway that consisted of a path of wooden plank, planks seesawing in a pool while wearing six yeah, heels, a pencil skirt and two corsets. Not one, two corsets. According to the story, um, Washington fell and cracked her knee to avoid falling into the water. And 16 years later, she still has... She still has those scars. Not even shocked by that, which is so sad. No, no, not at all. But like just in that one account of one 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 contestant's account, there is mental abuse and physical abuse. Yeah. Like not everybody is complete disregard for safety. Yeah, like and not everyone's gonna recover from that. No interest in safety at all, which is disgusting. And I think in one season they that do you remember they went they took the models to um to Greece. And then they did. Like this was a... the All Stars season that yeah, I just yeah, talked about. Oh, was it? The salad with the they oil. Sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put all the yeah. oil on them. They were, ba- they were literally burning in the sun. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And like, I mean, there's some funny things that like I'm thinking about now that obviously they did that were just they were just bad in like a less serious sense. Like, I mean, do you remember like the lace front beard on the guys' season? <laughs> Stop! What was that? that... Why was that? That was a hate crime. That I'm was sorry, a real but... hate crime. <laughs> no, for real. But like, like there's that, and like when they Tyra did like her awful acting stints. But actually, that was mental abuse as well. Do you remember seeing Tyra like fake faint, and the girls were like losing their minds, like, "Oh my god, is Tyra okay?" And then she like, just oh my god, yeah, them. and she was like acting. Also, do you remember like the acting challenges where the girls had to read off oh, things? Oh, the and worst. There was that- there was that one girl who literally had like dyslexia or something or like was illiterate basically and she couldn't read it and they fucking mocked her for it what in the actual in what world is that okay and when was that ever okay to do that anyway i don't know how this was a show on reflection yeah (laughs) how is this real actually that's really interesting you brought that up because you know I said that there's like two things people remember top model for the makeovers and something else Mm. that what you just said links into this something else so that girl was Tiffany from cycle four right and Tiffany is the girl who was we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you learn something oh is it the same I get confused yeah and that panel um that that happened was the one with the reading challenge and so for those of you that don't know basically they were trying to make they were basically the challenge was about being like fashion week correspondents and they'd thrown like a they had like a teleprompter with like words that if you were not the most um you know again knowing that a lot of these people came from you know the projects like there's not got a lot of um they haven't had the best education or the um the most opportunity to like really 
expand their ability to read you know and i'm not saying this in like any sort of no disparaging way it's just the reality is these people just were not the most literate um and there were things like chartreuse and magenta and dimash on yay and Sh- giselle bunch and like you know like fashion related words but like were really long and you know if you did not have you didn't know how it was pronounced anyway you would struggle you know some of these words like no giselle bunchen like not even an english language word it's german bunchen mm-hmm. um and she tried her best you know she just like went through it and then she just got disheartened as you know you would you feel mm-hmm. like you've been set up to fail and then when she was eliminated she took it like as thanks to the opportunity i'm all right i'm gonna be fine yeah no literally been through worse shit than this tyra i can handle this and then tyra was like you needed to cry you did not cry i'm angry so now i'm gonna create a scene and shout at you in front of all of these people and That's she actually starts the iconic moment. she starts that rant off by being like because it was a double elimination to the other girl she's like thank you so much for crying and giving us good television now tiffany you bitch it's like <laughs> she really was just like oh no it's demon time on this girl she's gonna cry today and then she still didn't cry and i was like period yeah, because you can tell that she would actively, like Tyra herself would actively try and like make the girls cry. Oh, like, absolutely. You know, do you remember that moment where she was like, I I don't know, I shouldn't find this funny because it was low-key kind of funny, where she had it's at the end, sign. <laughs> the two, that she had the two, um, so at the end of the episode, for people who maybe hadn't watched it, where were you? But anyway, if you hadn't, at the end of the episode, you would she would eliminate one one contestant um but it would, be, about. Yeah, go on. <laughs> it would be between two contestants and she would have one picture in her hand left which would be the girl that was staying and in one of them that there was two girls left and she she said to to one girl she was like basically hyping her up like like you're a fighter you're a survivor like you've been through so much and like you did so well like you and it and that is why she says and she she pulls out the photo and the girl who thinks she has got through starts like crying of like happiness and she pulls out the photo and it's the photo of the other girl like that is torturous yeah she was like you're a fighter you've been through so much you can survive anything so you'll survive this and like <laughs> this is a bait and switch i'm like you're already dangling these girls like what they perceive as like their future in front of them and you literally are just like being... and that was a more recent one as well yeah it was just like she was like puppet mastering do you know what i mean she was just oh, like honestly feel... tyra meet me outside for real <laughs> no no seriously though because she has single-handedly like ruined the lives of so many women and like caused so much trauma. So it's much despicable. Trauma. I'm sorry, but it really and the is. Contestants. It really is. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, like this. There's so much shit that went down. I mean, like the songs. I'm sorry. Like we can't get into it really, but like they made these girls do fucking songs that were the worst thing ever. They were literally produced on like. Not even Garage Band, like whatever preceded whatever was the predecessor of Garage Band. <laughs> it was literally like, like Windows Movie Maker audio. Oh no, for real. Like <laughs> like oh, just the worst. And like they had like oh we could be here for hours. We could. I feel like it where where we what we've just talked about is a really good way to sort of round it off though because yeah I think I so did too. I I did want to address that that 
it's just caused so much trauma like there's not there's not yeah. really much more you can say about it like we can sit here and talk about all of the crazy stuff that happened because honestly the content is endless but like honestly end... your tiktok feed's gonna do that for us yeah exactly and at the end of the day what i think as feminists what we wanted to point out is this show had us all in a hold and we were so massively popular and we are you know it really messed a lot of us up and I think that just goes to show how so many people ask what is patriarchy and I think this is a perfect example of it it's not particularly you know it's not a person or a group of men you know sitting at the top somewhere it's not like the fucking Illuminati it's a set of values traditional and misogynistic values that have been that have woven that have woven through the like fabrics of of our history and I think that's a really good example of how patriarchy and male standards of female beauty has somehow like the way I always describe patriarchy is when I've taught patriarchy <laughs> oh this is not succinct at all oh <laughs> but it's like picture the Burj Khalifa right tallest building in the world mm-hmm. engineering feet the windows a patriarchy the steel frames, a patriarchy. Yes, the stairs, a, a patriarchy. The elevator is patriarchy. The floors, a patriarchy. The ground floor is patriarchy. The it's basement what is patriarchy. Is made of, but basically. most importantly, the ground that the building is built upon is patriarchy. Mm. It's uh, you look at that analogy and apply it to society. Patriarchy is the most. It's the highest levels of society. It's the highest elevations of art and science and pop culture and music and literature. And it's also the most basal aspects of how we organize ourselves. It's the way our houses are made, how our cars are designed, how our diets are. Because patriarchy is essentially, the story of patriarchy is just the story of humanity. Yeah, it's, uh, as as I was sort of saying, like it's a set of traditional misogynistic yeah. values that have like woven their way into our like modern society and and it will take a really long time to like wear them away to like yeah you know, it reminds get rid me of them. in a way there's a scene from a, i think it's how to get away with murder from Vi- like viola davis it's talking mm. about racism in america mm-hmm. yeah and she said something that really stuck me she said like racism is woven into the dna of america and mm. patriarchy is the exact same thing it's like it's woven into the very genome of our culture and our society yeah. Yeah, and you know, you can kind of sit there and, with that knowledge, start to like really unravel and think, oh god, like, well, you know, like this pen is patriarchal and this like water bottle is patriarchal. <laughs> yeah, you can get deep with it if you want. But... but going back to top model though, it's such a manifestation of the patriarchy because ultimately Tyra Banks and her platform, it was a pick me platform mm. because she was one of the few black women that was able to make it really far in an industry which is historically so racist and is still so racist. And it's such a and, sad story that she didn't yeah, use her platform for good. And made it so far. And the thing is as well, it's it's so frustrating because, you know, for a while, Tyra was like quite a big role model for me. It's like, well, if Tyra can do it as a black girl and I can do it as like a gay girl, but then like it, but then you realize, oh no, because she didn't do the thing. She just did it for herself. She, she 
secured her own bag and then screwed everyone else over. And it's so disappointing, but she's not unique in that. I mean, like Ellen is another example of that, you know. Yes, yes. I think there are many examples of it. And I think those are the saddest cases. And I, I do think that obviously fame does something to you. Fair. Like, yeah. But you can just take the bag and go. You know what I mean? You don't have to like um traumatize a generation of women whilst you do it. <laughs> That's yeah, and... not really part of the, you know the plan yeah. or shouldn't be. and I do want to say as well that like obviously we talked about Tyra herself a lot because you know top model it's like her, her product her face is slapped on it you know it's like she's the person that's like the face of the brand obviously she wasn't the only person in the room making these decisions and she wasn't the only person like producing these storylines and pushing this behavior but at the end of the day she did create this platform she did if she wasn't doing it herself she was co-signing on it and it's just it's really unfortunate and it, i um, heard that just for some clarification i heard that mm. she was very 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 involved in the production of the show oh yeah i believe and it. she was basically she people had heard that she was trying to like be on the same level as oprah like that was she was just like in like all for herself business brain mode so she didn't really care yeah, what damage she, she was causing she kind of got there for a minute because she had top models, yeah she had the tyra banks she had the tyra banks show yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, she made it. She made it big. Yeah, you know. It was I mean, even she had, in those like, movies. A book out. Yeah, she it did was, films. Yeah, yeah. She was gonna put out an album at one point. Fun fact. I'm glad she didn't, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, that because um, it's like one of my favorite like bits of like pop culture lore is like Tyra Banks's various like endeavors. Because you remember she had like an MLM as well. <laughs> no, I'm really no. So <laughs> do you remember them? Made me laugh. Do you remember them pushing Tyra Beauty on the show? No, like she's I don't. Had like a... I don't. It's, oh, it's really hazy. It was like it was only around for like a little bit. I think it was like after Cover Girl, they're like, nah, this is this ain't it anymore. Um, oh, we're gonna shit. go to James Charles. We're gonna from one problematic thing to another problematic person. <laughs> um, but Tyra created like her own like beauty range called like Tyra Beauty. Um, honestly, pioneer like you know before Fenty and before like. Really, that was <laughs> really, paved, really paved the way <laughs> he really did like i'm sorry but rihanna has so much to owe tara banks for for creating a celebrity beauty brand before her um <laughs> but like the tea is they pushed it on top model but it was an mlm like if you search tara beauty on like google loads of stuff come up about how it was like a multi-level marketing thing loads of people lost a fuckload of money Oh and again, it was marked as being like a brand for like the black girl, sort of similar to like what Iman's beauty range was like in the nineties. Oh, stop! She was scamming black girls as well. Can she? Can she just stop? Like, honestly, can she just sit down. Just, just somebody keep an eye on this woman. Like enough. <laughs> Tyra Banks heard BLM and was like, "I don't know what that is." Yeah, <laughs> who? Sorry, <laughs> I was what? Like, who is she? <laughs> so yeah, okay. This woman is so problematic. And I think yeah. this is actually a really good note to end it on. Note to end it on. And also a way of saying that as feminists, we can point out other women. Like Absolutely. Like we said the last episode really as well about yeah, the Kardashians. We, we yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But um just as a little closing note, if anyone's been traumatized by America's Sets or Model, please know that you are not alone. We are starting a class action lawsuit against Tyra Banks that will be filed later this year. We're not um, actually. I need to specify. That we're not <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. You can't even do that in the UK. I think. I don't mean, mass actions here. Um, any lawyer people, like, let me know if that's true or not. Imagine um, you like suddenly like get served. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god! Could you imagine? 
But um, just know that um, also don't beat yourself up for enjoying the show because reality TV, it's like... done now. (laughs) Yeah, but also it's like the whole point of reality TV is it's meant to be addictive. It's like... It's like fast food, you know. They add shit in there that makes you want more. Yeah, and you're not, and you're not like, because I feel like some people who like reality TV, um, which by the way is most of us, think that they're like yeah. dim, dim for liking it. But as no. Anna said, it's literally like a drug. Like they do it on purpose to grab your attention. So you're not stupid for liking it, and you're not a bad person for being entertained by something that was problematic in the past. Absolutely not. Especially if you're recognizing how problematic it is now. So you know what's done is done. We can talk about it. We can discuss the issues, but, you know, don't yeah. be hard on yourself. Yeah, it's, it and is what it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you so much for listening, guys. This has been a really fun one for us, I think. Yeah, this has definitely been one of my faves. Um, make sure that, but if you want to say anything to us, like if you want us to read anything out or you want to interact with us in any way, send us a DM or an email or... You can find all of our information on our website, which is thenewfeminist.co.uk or our Instagram is at uh, the New Feminist Magazine and all of our other socials like TikTok and Twitter are at TNF Magazine. Um, well done, girl. Yeah, that was, that was a struggle <laughs> and I'm not reading nothing. No, for real, I'm impressed. <laughs> also, guys, don't forget to um, rate our podcast on Spotify and follow us if you want to find out when we post. Um, we're basically, we're hitting a post schedule now of once um, every Monday. No, not every Monday. Scrap every that. other Monday. <laughs> every other Monday, yes. Thank you. I was gonna say every Monday of two weeks. And I was like, nope. <laughs> we can get traditional ha- about it. We could go Shakespearean <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah, we're every other Monday we're posting an episode, guys. So stay tuned for that. Um let us know as well when you reach out to us what you'd like us to talk about. Ooh, ooh, and next episode we have a very 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 special guest who has recently gone viral um on TikTok for something that you probably have seen because I mean it was yeah, a viral. So- so yeah look, stay tuned stay tuned look forward to that anyway bye <laughs> bye